Welcome to the Nourished and Nurturing Podcast for two holistic-minded moms with a passion for real food and raising healthy, empowered children. We want to provide a safe and educational, judgment-free zone for supporting women as they journey into motherhood and discover the mom they were meant to be. I'm Marissa of Confidently Balanced. I'm a former speech-language pathologist turned nutritional therapy practitioner and have a passion for all things health, wellness, and mindset. I'm also a mama to a little guy with a big personality. And I'm Michelle. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner student. I have a degree in Thai massage and a master's in business analytics. I'm a mama to a little one and have another one on the way. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical concern. We're on. All right. Hi, one. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's so exciting. How's it going? Uh, pretty okay over here. The toddler has been napping for a long time. And because I said that, I probably screwed myself for the week. But, you know. <laughs> you know I actually didn't nap today at all. And that never happens. Oh. And, um, so it should be a fun night. <laughs> nap or two is painful though. <laughs> Yeah. Ten minutes. Just ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. He he did lay down and talk to himself for a while, but oh, sometimes I just let him do that because you're quiet, you're happy. I'm you're not yeah. touching me. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah, so when you're trying to schedule a podcast time, it's helpful for naps. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you wanna talk a little about yourself? Yeah. So Michelle and I have never met in real life and we just, <laughs> we were actually connected through another podcast. So it's a series of kind of crazy cool events and um, we were talking and everything that we are working towards in our respective career paths and our passions kind of just aligned. So we decided to try this out and see where we get. Well, and it's crazy that we first talked only two weeks ago. <laughs> really? Has it only been two weeks? So I'm excited to get started. Um, but it's, it's happening. Yeah. So this is really important to me because, you know, all the little tiny decisions that you make in your life lead you to a point. And, um, in motherhood, I have just, I just want women and families to feel empowered in their decisions, whatever they are. We want this to be an open space without judgment, but I feel like all the you know, all the knowledge I've gained on my short journey so far, I'm super grateful for. And I feel like we have a lot of kind of not mainstream information. And I know for me, it's changed not only my life and my health, but my family's as well. And just paying that forward um, is something I think we both are passionate about. Yeah, I think so too. It's you get so much information out of there and not all of it is going to fit for your family. But um, with what we're studying and what we're doing, I think we have a voice that could be helpful to people. And if it is awesome, if it's not, you can leave it here. <laughs> I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah. That's just what our goal is to provide this information and you can take pieces from it, apply it, don't apply it. Yeah. So we are really excited about what we all have to share. So we kind of thought we would just start with a little bit of background about ourselves. So my name is Marissa Joy. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner and I'm a mama to a little almost two-year-old toddler boy. <laughs> um, in my life, I knew I always wanted to help people. And I that's just what I've done from the time I was a kid. I just am this empath and, you know, that's just Enneagram six, if you do the Enneagram, I'm just <laughs> a loyalist helper. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you follow the Enneagram? I'm a four. Oh, okay. I don't know a lot yeah. about fours. I'm going to have to research that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's very insightful. And it's funny because like the whole thing about being a four is you feel like you don't fit in at all. So like now seeing this as a type, you're like, oh, there's a whole type of people that... <laughs> I feel like this. So, uh, so maybe that makes you feel less lonely, but yeah, absolutely. It's been really insightful for me as well, but yeah. we could definitely talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I started my career as a speech language pathologist and I've worked in 
three different states, a bunch of different settings, nursing homes. Um, my last job in New York, I worked at a preschool with um, kiddos with autism and really liked that. I took a lot away from that job. I had the best coworkers and I was never bored. So I, it definitely prepared me for motherhood in a way that I was not expecting <laughs> going into that job. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now I stay home with my son and just work on my nutrition business and I work with beauty counter and I'm really, really grateful for that. Not working kind of impacted me in a way that I wasn't expecting, but I'm sure we could get into that on another episode. But Well, yeah, I'm curious. Was that planned before you got pregnant? Um, not really. We were in this interesting period of transition with my husband finishing school and we weren't sure if he was going to have a job, if we'd be moving during the pregnancy or after. And it was just like, it was chaos. It was utter chaos. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was wild. Um, but I did go back to work for a little bit. Um, not long now. So yeah. <laughs> and when we moved to Pennsylvania, I've just had a hard time getting my speech license back. And I knew I wasn't going to fight it too hard because, you know, just, just in this season for now, it's working. And if it's going to work, I guess it's going to work. So yeah, if it's working, go for it. Yeah. And it's so interesting too, to um, have these conversations with moms and some people could never stay home and some people could never go back to work. And, you know, it's just interesting to see how people thrive and the way they parent. And that's something that um, has been eye opening to me because there's just a lot of shame. Like people say, oh, you gave up your career. And if it's the other end, it's, oh, you love your work more than your kid. And, you know, I just... Yeah there's so many different ways to parent and not one way is right. And and to make choices for your family. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's challenging enough to navigate without other people's opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So, so I left that career and in 2017, I went back to school to become a nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, I had been seeing friends and family members dealing with some chronic health issues that from what I understand in my extensive conversations with them, none of their practitioners asked them deep questions about their diet and their lifestyle that really could have, knowing what I know now, impacted them. Um, and I grew up thinking fat is bad, cholesterol is bad. So I lived by lean pockets and low fat everything pretty much yeah. my entire life. Um, you know, my parents were on statins and all that from the time I was a kid. And that was just normal to me. I, I didn't know any other way, I didn't know there were other options. Um, so I went from that to really overdoing everything. I found fitness cause I hated the gym. I hated anything <laughs> workout related when I was in high school and college, but I overexercised and I under ate, I counted everything that I ate and, um, you know, really wrecked my body. All I cared about was the appearance and, all of that, you know, it was, it was rough. And looking back now, there are some things that I just like, I just cringe at, but it all led me to where I am now. So I'm really grateful for, for all of that. Um, but yeah, so I, I saw that in myself. I saw that in friends and family. And I just realized that there's such a gap between what is the mainstream medical system, I guess, Western medicine, and these different ways that can be healing. Like, using food or targeted supplementation or just even lifestyle modifications. I mean, we're also stressed out <laughs> today, <Yeah. laughs> you know? Yeah, I think our healthcare system doesn't do a great job at keeping people well. Like it can, it can cure diseases or help diseases or, you know, put a pill on a disease. But if you just want to like feel better, yeah. there's not a whole lot they can do. No, no. And it takes hitting rock bottom or pretty close to it to realize, okay, this isn't working. I need another option. And I really would like to help people not hit rock bottom. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my goals. Um, cause I've been there. It's definitely not fun. So, um, yeah, so I went back to become an NTP and I started school two weeks before having my son. And it was a universe. Wow. I know. <laughs> I applied for a scholarship and I just said to my husband, okay, if I am meant to do this, even though the timing will be crazy, it's all going to work out. And I won the scholarship. So I couldn't say no. I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I would never go out. <laughs> yeah. It kind of did. I mean, it was it was quite a ride. And honestly, a lot of it was a blur, but 
I think it was good timing. I mean, I definitely learned a lot about myself throughout that process and really grateful for the knowledge for my son, like the foundation that I have been able to provide for him once he transitioned to solids and everything like that. So even just for that alone, I am grateful for it. But yeah, yeah. So, um, stopped, you know, before I got pregnant, I had stopped the crazy over-exercising and the guilt and shame surrounding food. I think that was a big piece of my story too. It was, oh, if I eat this, I have to make up for it later. And, you know, rest was bad and all of that. So I am really, I love working with women on that aspect too. I think that's just so important because like I said, um, even just today, I, I did a workout for the first time, like a, a, running outside kind of more, not just, you know, sitting on my couch type workout. It's a hot day for that. Yeah. I got out there pretty early, but even then I was, I was sweating, but I just was really thinking about how far I'd come because I I can't tell you the last time I worked out like that. And I used to think that sweating was the only way to like the only way it counted. And it's just so, it can be so damaging in so many ways. And, um, yeah, that was, a mindset I had to really work at getting out of. So paying that forward is important to me as well. But yeah, so then along comes my son and I'm in school and the transition and everything. And I suffered pretty severely with postpartum anxiety, even though at the time I didn't even know that was a thing and I didn't realize it until months later. And that is a long story that I won't talk all about now. Um, But I just remember feeling so let down by the medical system because you go into the doctor every week when you're pregnant and then this baby comes, you go home and they see you at six weeks and then they're just like, okay, <laughs> see you in a year or two. And <laughs> at that time, like I knew something was wrong, but I just couldn't really, I didn't know what to call it. And um, everyone just kept telling me, oh, well, you're a parent now. This is normal. This is just how you feel now. And there was just one day I was standing in my kitchen and I just I would just like screamed and was ripping at my hair because this just like freight train was going through my brain and I couldn't make it stop. And it was so debilitating. So that was rough. And that is nutritional therapy has played a big part in my healing journey too. Um, so that's just another reason why I'm so passionate about this and just letting women and families know that what you are experiencing might be common, but it's, not always normal and just to be a voice and an advocate for themselves. And it's something I wish I had done sooner. Yeah. No, it is interesting how people like how much people want to project their own experiences onto you. Like if you have a kid that's sleeping well, they're like, Oh, that won't last. You're not going to sleep till the kid's 18 or, or like you said, the opposite where it's like, Oh no, that's, that's everybody goes through that. Like that's what it'll be forever. But yeah. Um, the people, yeah. the oh, you just wait, people. Oh, you just well, and they're not really qualified to be making those statements. Like Absolutely. it's, it's, yeah, yeah, so. it's tough. I had one person that I knew pretty well, um, kind of poke fun at me because my son, you know, I feed him. He eats liverwurst and sardines and vegetables and like all the things. She's like, oh, you just wait till he's eighteen months. That'll all end. Why yeah. do you have to say that? <laughs> Can't we all just say we're doing a good job? Whether you're, if your kid's fed, you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. He's growing. Yeah, congratulations, mom. <laughs> you're doing it right. So I'm excited to hear a little more about you, Michelle. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I haven't had this like history, like you said, of always being in the helping people space. Um, I almost feel like I've kind of had these parallel tracks in my life. Um, so I went to college for statistics, um, studied math and analytics in my master's. And so I have like a nine to five desk job. Um, but starting in about third grade, I had these health problems and, I've been on this journey to find solutions for myself that the medical system we have isn't giving solutions to. So I've gotten lots of, okay, that's what you're experiencing. Here's a pill, like now just go home. And that's, um, 
So I think this like health path has always stemmed out of like, I know things could be better than this. And I just wasn't getting help in that traditional path. So, um, so I've just been learning more and more and finding providers that I really clicked with. And I just keep, keep wanting to deep dive into, well, why is that working? Um, what's behind this? Like acupuncture, like I, I really loved acupuncture and a few years into just getting it, I started taking some, uh, courses at the, the Oriental Medicine School in Chicago. So it's just been really interesting to me, but probably more from um, a personal perspective so far. Um, And then so I got a degree in Thai massage about eight years ago. So that was um, after I studied a little bit of Chinese medicine, that was a four and a half year master's degree that I just wasn't going to be able to finish while working full time. But the Thai massage program, it it was an amazing program, but it was doable while I was working to finish that. So learned a lot of anatomy, meditation, but it was kind of a whole like healing culture and creating space for the person that's in front of you. Um, So the perspective was like, you're not trying to fix somebody, you're there to help their body do what it needs to do. Um, cause you can't as a therapist force someone to like be better or what you think is better. It's just, you're facilitating their healing. So that's just a message I've, I've always loved like going into different healthcare spaces. So, yeah, that's, and yeah, it was such a cool program. And I ended up, um, going to Thailand after that for about 10 weeks and studying more massage and meditation and getting more of the culture. And it, that was such a cool experience, but, um, I, I never really made much of a business out of it. I had a couple clients on the weekends, but, um, it's, it's not my job right now, <laughs> but, and then now, um, which I think is kind of how we connected. I'm in the Nutritional Therapy Association studying to be an NTP. Um, So I will be done in February. And maybe we should just talk a little about the NTA. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the goal there is really to, if you have symptoms or things that you want to make better, like look at what is causing it. Like don't just throw a pill at a symptom to hope that it dials it down a bit and you're functional. Like you want to actually heal the source of the problem. Um, So that could be through supplements, through food, through um, if you have problems with your blood sugar, taking the sugar out of your diet. Like there's, there's just a lot of different tools we have to be able to make improvements in people's health. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just, I love that perspective. What? Lots of mindset stuff too. Yeah. 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 I'm just getting started, but (laughs) it's, it's, um, I've, this is another thing where I started changing my diet several years ago. So I've just been like all in like reading all the things and listening to all the things. And, um, so now I'm like officially in the program, but it's, it's definitely clicking with what I've been finding. So great. Did you find the NTA through kind of your journey from practitioner to practitioner, massage, all of that? Or I mean, it's, it really was into, um, well, I guess I kind of got in this, this road for like weight loss, maybe like you did, uh, like where you're wanting to look at your food. And so I found paleo as like a diet. So this was, maybe five and a half years ago, I don't think I was engaged yet. It was just like, Oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. Here's a new diet I could try. Um, so it was a list of foods that you can't have. And then, um, maybe some like recipes to how to eat more meat, vegetables, like whole foods. Um, but at, at first it was just a diet where, you know, how people are on diets, like you, you're really good. And then you go out on Thursday night and you're like, Oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I'm going to be bad. Like, or, or I start, start again on Monday and it was a diet. And, um, 
that's really how I grew up. And I think like, you know, my mom was in Jenny Craig growing up and it was like that mentality of you, you sign up for the program and you're really going to do it this time. And then it just like, you kind of lose steam. (laughs) So that's how it started. But it just, um, I started to feel better. Like the more I pulled sugar out of my diet and started focusing on real foods, it, it just evolved into like, I love food now. And I know so many people that don't have that relationship with food and people look at what I eat and it looks restrictive. Like, Oh, she doesn't eat gluten or sugar or whatever. But I'm like, well, I, I just love combining flavors and textures and like um, having that experience with food. And that's something that I'm really thankful for that I've like found this path through again, something that was just to lose weight. I did lose some weight, <laughs> but it's a nice side effect. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it just ended up being so much more than that. And then it, I think a lot of the principles of it, I, did you ever do like strict paleo or any of that? I tried, honestly. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't very, very strict. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I think I've brought a lot into that to my family now. Like my husband still eats pizza when he goes out and will not follow maybe exactly some lined out diet we have, but we eat real foods in our house. This is how I've raised my son. Um, he is very happy with different flavors, different textures. It doesn't all need to see, taste like the same breaded like thing on his plate. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just something that I've really enjoyed. And now it's just such a big part of my life. Like I love food. I'm, it's kind of ridiculous, but we finished lunch and I'm asking, okay, what are we doing for dinner? And, and part of it is an excitement of like, let's plan it. Let's like, I'm excited for my next meal. And it's, you know, sometimes it's a lot of vegetables, but they're cooked in fat and they're cooked with spices and they taste good. (laughs) Um, so that's like what you're talking about with like the low fat, like my husband thinks he hates all these vegetables and it's like, yeah, because our parents used to steam them and serve them plain. (laughs) Right from a can. (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. The can. Oh my gosh. Um, I love how you said you just enjoy the whole experience with food. And I think that's something that a lot of people, you just eat because you have to, when you really sit down and you enjoy it. I mean, that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. When I was talking to someone recently who got diagnosed with celiac and it was sad because she was saying, I hate food. Like, I wish I just didn't have to eat. And I'm like, Oh, that's really sad. Um, And I hope that relationship changes because it's so it's such a big part of like, we couldn't live without food. It nourishes us. It gives us energy to be present with our families and the mental energy to do our jobs or do whatever we're needing to do. And it's like, it's just such a big part of our lives that I think we should be thinking about it and should be loving it and appreciating what it's doing for us. I agree. I agree. Um, So I guess I didn't, um, I'll talk a little bit about myself. So I'm in Chicago uh, in the suburbs of Chicago my husband and I actually both grew up in this suburb where we live now. So we moved back here right before I got pregnant and bought our house. Um, so lots of grandparents around. We love it. We, we will be here for a while. Um, and my son is almost two. He's four days older than Marissa's son. Um, I know it, it, it is crazy. Um, and we're both just in this space with our families and our nutrition knowledge and just this time during fertility and pregnancy and postpartum, like you have such huge needs nutritionally. Um, but it's also a time where you're very conscious of everything. Like even if you weren't caring about what you put into your body before getting pregnant, most people I know are taking a vitamin or at least being a little more conscious of what they're putting into their body when they're growing another human. Um, and then for me, somebody who is already really into food, I took it to like huge depths and wanted to know every possible nutrient that my son would need. And, uh, there's a lot out there on that time in life. And, 
Um, and for me, like postpartum, and I'm still postpartum 21, 21 months later, but uh, my big thing was, I know I want to have a second kid. I am nourishing myself. I'm not trying to lose weight. Like, yes, losing a little weight would be good, but that just wasn't my priority. I, I just knew I wanted to make sure my body was recovering, building up nutrients and would be ready to get pregnant again. So, um, yeah, it's just a, a kind of a consuming phase of life. It really is. <laughs> I knew we both wanted to talk about that. So yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I other things, um, we really like to travel. We've traveled a lot. It's, that's changed since having a baby. <laughs> yeah. Have you traveled at all with him or? We went to Hawaii last year. Um, we haven't left the country, but that, I, I think even that was easy because he was a baby and you just wear him and he goes wherever you go. Um, now with a almost two-year-old, we, we talked about like doing a big international trip um, before we have a second kid. And it's like, no, they don't do what you want to do. <laughs> You might not enjoy it as much. I don't know. <laughs> they just want to run around and there's no like, okay, can you sit here for 20 minutes and then we'll do the thing you want to do? Like they don't have a concept of that. So, <laughs> um, so that's, that's changing. We went out to uh, Portland last month, Portland, Oregon. And, but that was without Connor. So yeah, <laughs> makes it a little easy. I guess we did go to Mexico when he was four months old too, but that was without him. So, wow. You're braver than me. I've gone to my parents. For a wedding that I was in. Um, so, yeah, I, I was not excited about being in all the photos. Like, Oh, I know. I was in a wedding. I think it was five weeks or no. Yeah, five oh, weeks. Goodness. And I was the maid of honor. So I was like, all right, we're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those things that it sounds like it's going to be totally fine before you have a baby. And then you're in that state and you're just like, oh my God, just, I, I need to give this a hundred percent of my attention. Absolutely. I remember I just running up to the room, my mom and my sister came with me and you know, you're down there for a couple pictures, you're running up to nurse, you're doing this. It's just like, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. But. Yeah. Yeah. And I think with like, you were talking about the postpartum anxiety. I, I do think I had some of that. I don't think I had it maybe to the extent you did. Um, but it, it, it is something that we're talking about now, like before I get pregnant again, before the hormones start coming, like, are there rational things we could do differently? Um, and some of that stuff, like everybody tells you to have meals prepared and to like, be mentally prepared if there's issues with breastfeeding, but there's like so much stuff that, that like, yeah, that, that stuff is important to prepare for that postpartum time period. Yeah. And I think, I know for me, that's not something a lot of people really think about, you know, it's, it's all birth for me. It was yeah. through labor. How can I get through delivery? And then afterwards I just kind of figured, Oh, well, we'll figure it out. And <laughs> surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is a big thing. I, I do remember around seven months, um, that I was very anxious about having to give birth. Cause you like, you're big and you know, like, yep, yeah, there's only one way out of this. <laughs> like whether it's a C-section or a vaginal birth, like this baby is going to come out and I have to go through this like experience that everybody talks about as like this life altering, um, you know, transformative time into motherhood. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I know it was kind of consuming on its own, like preparing. Yeah. I'm not with you. There, there's a lot more than just the birth, but yeah. And you kind of have to have that hindsight because I, I didn't know what I didn't know. So yeah. We'll see how number two goes whenever that day comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I think there's a lot we can learn and share and like go through go through what we're going through and have some resources for that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. I think there's a lot that um yeah, a lot that we have to say and a lot that people can hopefully take away. So Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so obviously one of our focuses is gonna be food and nutrition. <laughs> um I, I think we're both really into that, but, um, and then around probably the time period of fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and then 
what to feed your kids. Um, and that's something that I think is becoming a little misunderstood. Like there's, there's a lot of cultural phases with some of this stuff where, uh, when we were growing up, it was the packaged cereals, like the, the baby food in a jar. And that was, you know, there's some issues with that, but there's also some like, they balanced all the nutritions to, or the nutrients to what a baby needs. Um, and obviously I don't fully agree with just feeding your kid out of a jar, but, um, I think there is a need if we're going more and more towards making our own baby food and planning our baby's meals without the advice of a doctor. Like, I don't know how it was for you, but when we got to our six month appointment, the doctor was just like, okay, you can give them anything but honey. And there's no, here's what a week's worth of food should look like for a baby. A baby needs this much iron or this much iodine or whatever it is. Um, so as moms, we want to do the best thing for our kids. And I, I am seeing more and more moms doing that menu planning for their babies, but without necessarily the background of what does a baby's plate need to look like. Um, yeah. So that's, you know, something I've, again, looked into a lot when I started feeding my son. Um, yeah, I think that's that's definitely important to talk about. And that's something I've also... <laughs> done so much research on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's just pretty much what you can expect from us here. And yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm into a lot of like general wellness kind of stuff, like through the time massage program. Um, there's a lot of like mobility and um, just like wellness. Cause the, the NTA too, isn't just about food. It's like you want to get a certain amount of movement and sleep and keep stress levels at something that can be expected. I guess I'll say like that was something when I was moving more into paleo, something about it clicked that there's a way we were evolved to be um, like your body expects certain inputs. And a lot of that is food. Like we use animal products very easily for B vitamins and iron and vitamin A. And that's how the humans were evolved to absorb nutrients. But it's also, you walked all day and you would have bursts of sprinting for like just running away from something or running towards killing your food. And um, that was just something I really connected with through through this journey like oh okay there is a disconnect with how we're living from how we were evolved to live yeah um, yeah I think that's really cool too um it was definitely eye-opening for me I had never thought of it in that way before it makes yeah. sense and I'm definitely not ready to like give up my house and <laughs> go live in a forest or something but no, thank you. Um, like, yeah, trying to like incorporate, I mean, just like walking more. I think with what you said where it didn't feel like real exercise, so it wasn't even worth doing mm-hmm. is something that's totally shifted. Like I, I try to walk my 10,000 steps every day, whether or not I'm going to get a quote unquote workout in. Um, and it's, I, I think it's helpful to see it through that lens is like your body expects a lot of walking. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. Just for like general. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, and I'm sure there's some like, like parenting stuff we'll go into, um, as moms, a lot of stuff just comes up and <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. it's, it's, I mean, it's such a fun time right now though, with like starting to talk and they're, they're becoming their own little people. And yeah, it's amazing. It really it is. is amazing. So cool. Most um, <laughs> So, so yeah, that's kind of, um, what we're looking to do is share some tools that women can have around that time period where you can learn to trust yourself more, feel empowered, build your confidence to make these decisions for your family and know that you're doing what works for you. So what works for me or what works for Marissa may not 
be exactly what you're going to do for your family, but maybe something we say resonates with you and you could use it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's so much out there that's not being talked about and we just, we deserve to have the knowledge. You can make your own decisions once you know everything, every option. And I think that's what's so important. Just talking a little bit about my experience getting to this place with our family planning. I, I started a pre-pregnancy diet probably about nine months before we started trying to have a baby. And it was something that, um, did you follow that like Weston A. Price pregnancy diet at all? Or were you aware of it? I wasn't really in the space yet. It was like, I was hearing on the edge. (laughs) Okay. Well, that one's, that one's kind of tough, but it was like a, a guideline for me of like, it really just focuses on the, the most nutrient dense foods. And I guess a lot of historical cultures, like the the women before they were going to be getting pregnant, they'd f- focus on those type of foods and um, just like really trying to build their bodies up to have a healthy pregnancy. Um, but yeah, I think a few things, my, my pregnancy went pretty well. Um, not, no problems. Um, I did switch providers. So I, I planned on a hospital birth and I switched to a home birth plan at, uh, about somewhere between 28 and 32 weeks. I think I was seeing both for a little bit while I was <laughs> trying to see if I was actually ready to, uh, make that switch. And that ended up being, um, just great for us. And I'm sure we'll go into that more like birth plans and all that, but, um, I just wanted to be really supported by my providers and I wasn't feeling supported by the midwives I was working with in the hospital. And I I guess just like, if you are making these conscious decisions and doing research and you know what you want, you should be a part of the decision-making process. And I think a lot of us aren't treated like that. Um, it's like, you're not the doctor. You don't get a say in this. And it's like, it's, it's my body. It's my baby. Um, I want to be a part of this. And my home birth midwife was amazing. And she, it was not like this crunchy, not trusting science. Like she, had everything in the house that was needed. And I completely trusted her from a medical perspective, but she also, she wanted that feedback on what was my body feeling um, and just where I was at. So I I think that was an amazing experience and it was right for us. Um, So yeah, (laughs) I do love talking about birth stories and going the whole babies. So we'll, we'll have to talk about that in more detail. Yes. I love that. I watch, I, I cry every time. I was just listening to someone's birth story this week. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're all different and they're all so wonderful. Like, yeah. 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 It's, a, it really is a miracle. It really is. But wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think my, my postpartum, I think the biggest issue for us was breastfeeding and it was something that I had in my head that that was part of why I was like wanting a home birth. Cause it's like, Oh, you don't, you have to, you don't have the medical interventions and it's more likely that your hormones will be in the right place for breastfeeding. And so I had all these things planned out. Like I'm a very controlled planned out person. It was like, I was going to have this home birth and it was going to go exactly like this. And then breastfeeding was going to be easy because I have all these nutrients and it's going to be fine. And um, and I did have a healthy pregnancy and I'm thankful for that, but yeah, not everything went exactly to plan. <laughs> and it, it gave me a lot of anxiety because I felt like I prepared for this. I was so attached to this idea and in that postpartum state, I just wasn't able to let it go. Um, and that's something that my husband and I have talked about since I started, since I stopped breastfeeding um, that maybe that wasn't the best choice for my family to force that as much as I did. Um, but it, I would, I would say it was a battle. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of my, I don't know if the, the anxiety was there, 
on its own or that it was just like manifested in the breastfeeding, but I had like the apps where I was tracking every quarter of an ounce I pump and was like, I wouldn't even breastfeed my baby because I was worried that, uh, I needed to know exactly how much it was getting. And, um, so I think that like, that can eat you apart. (laughs) It, it was literally my whole life. And, you know, you're, I was back at work six weeks postpartum because I had changed jobs when I was pregnant and that's how the laws are in Illinois. You don't get more than six weeks if you haven't been at your job for a year, which, um, I knew that at the time that I was pregnant and what that meant, but I didn't know what it would feel like to be a postpartum woman, um, feeling like I can't even feed my baby and, (laughs) Uh, you know, bringing this hospital pump to and from work every day and trying to figure that out. And it just wasn't, it wasn't a great space to be in. No. So that's something that kind of followed us uh, for a while. And honestly, like my relationship with my son, because I'm the mom, I provide the food. It, It was tough for us to connect in other ways when that was not working. And it was so, it was like, so the focus of my mind, but, wow. um, but yeah, so I, I think, and that's one thing where I wish I did less of the blog reading about how many ounces you need and how many, uh, times a day you need to pump and like all the, because you can drive yourself crazy with all the information that's out there now. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can where, go too far either way. <laughs> yeah. Where if you just find one person that you trust and they can give you that you have something to worry about or you don't have something to worry about and you trust that opinion. I think that's just so important um, where, where they really are the expert in that space. And that was something where I was taking breastfeeding advice from my midwife and I love my midwife. I want her to birth all of my children, but she's not a lactation consultant. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's just like finding that support team I think is really important. Um, and I think I've done some of like finding care providers through my insurance and you're trying to, I mean, it, it is important financially, but, uh, it's worth it to just spend the money to go to somebody you trust and, feel like they're caring for you in in a way that you need. So that's where, yeah, I I feel like I have my team in place a little bit better now and I'm not second guessing that. Good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think it probably, um, it probably took 15 or 16 months after having a baby where I kind of felt like, okay, I'm a person again and, um, I can do things for myself and, I don't know. It didn't feel completely consumed by being a new mom. So, yeah, I would agree. I think it was around that length of time for well, me. Well, yeah, and I I don't think it's the coincidence that I breastfed for 14 months and at 15 months I know. Yeah. I started to feel a little more normal. Like wow. Yeah. So, it, it's a lot. And like yeah, going into trying to conceive baby number 2 um it's a lot bigger of a deal than I knew I was signing up for with the first one. You kind of think about the nine months of pregnancy and now I'm like, no, this is two years. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. And the, yeah. How long to rebuild yourself after that? It's just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anything about your pregnancy or, um, any of that. Yeah. Um, I can talk about it. I'll try to be, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, let me think. I didn't have as, you know, I have friends who have been trying to conceive for years with no success. And um, everyone in my family jokes about how fertile <laughs> the family is. So Aww. I was uh, pretty lucky in that regard, I guess. But um, I didn't really have, I remember freaking out. Like I just, unfortunately, Dr. Google for everything. Um, but I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't really feel that sick. Like I never had where I was physically like throwing up like that kind of sickness, but I had day long nausea where I was just eating gummy, um, ginger candies and sucking the sour off sour patch kids. And <laughs> okay, that was just how I got through the day. Um, but my pregnancy was all in all pretty okay until 32, 33 weeks. I was 
walking down my sidewalk to go to work and I fell and broke my foot. So that oh my god, really was horrible. And way I caught myself, I was like, okay, I don't, I didn't hit the ground. Like my stomach didn't hit the ground, but still then in the back of your mind, you're like, okay, did I actually? And I just didn't realize it, but thankfully everything was good. Um, had to be in a boot and on crutches for, I don't even remember how long it was. It was really terrible. Um, but we, like I said before, we were in this transitional period and I was going to switch care providers. I was with just a, a, OBGYN practice that had eight to nine different doctors. And I kind of, you know, they made you see everybody because they didn't know who would be delivering, delivering your baby. So that stressed me out a lot. Um, I didn't love that, but I didn't know if we'd be moving or not. So I didn't, I didn't switch. Um, and I really wanted to switch. <laughs> I really did. Oh. But yeah, so I, that's why I love your story because you did it you know, the most people wouldn't re- recommend air quotes switching at that point in your pregnancy, but it was right for you and your family and you have that right. And I love that. I love that you did that. Yeah. Um, but so that's something that I am now armed with. I'm thankful to be equipped with that knowledge. Um, but I ended yeah, up I think just having that instinct of like, does this feel right? Um, yeah. It's tough to trust that, but I do feel like going through this experience, I have a little bit more of that gut instinct. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's so important. And I can definitely speak to that as well, because I had that and I was just like, okay, well, this is just what it has to be right now. And I, I didn't really feel cared for. I mean, you waited forever to be seen. They did whatever. And then you're on your way and it's just like, you're just in and out. And I don't know, it didn't, it didn't feel right to me. And that's not to speak ill of all doctors is, you know, they're just doing their jobs, but it was, it was not the best experience for me personally. Um, but I liked the doctor that ended up delivering my son. I saw her. Yeah. It was a couple days before I went in for my appointment and I hadn't changed. Like I was one centimeter for two or three weeks. And you know, you reach that point where you're just over it, <laughs> Okay, especially when you're in a boot. Oh, oh goodness. Um, and did you have to work still? I did. Yeah. I was, I was working, I had like two weeks off in the summer and I broke my foot with about a week and a half of work left. So I, it was kind of lucky. I had to take that week and a half of FMLA and then, okay. you know, two weeks off. And then, um, I went back to work at the beginning of September in my boot, <laughs> not really walking around. <laughs> I had to walk all around my building to get my kids and to see them in my therapy space. So okay, my boss was good to me. She kept it. She, she made it easy for me, but, um, yeah. So I think that played a big role in my anxiety as well. Looking back, um, you know, that was totally out of my control, but yeah. So I went to see, and I had my last day of work planned and they told me basically I would probably be pregnant for two more weeks and I was devastated, <laughs> but I went to work that Friday and, um, I was in labor. Like I knew I, it was all in my back, like the whole time. Oh. In my back. So that was Friday morning by Saturday afternoon. I had him and I called my doctor. I remember. And she was just like, Oh, well, and it, I had been laboring all night on the ball, you know, doing this whole thing. Um, she's, she's like, yeah, well just go. They might send you home. And I couldn't stand up. I just kept powering through. Cause like, I didn't know it was, I, I, I don't know. Um, I was like six centimeters by the time I got to the hospital. So okay. <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're staying. But um, I was lucky. I really was lucky. I, my husband was like a doula and he was so, I mean, we had the birth plan, you know, but we expected things to change because you never know what you're going to get into. But he just really kept me on track. And I had a really, really amazing nurse. I will never forget her. And she didn't let me. I almost, I almost went off the plan. And she's like, are you sure about this? <laughs> sure about this, but I listened to her. <laughs> so that was, I mean, thinking back on that, you know, now that we're thinking about number two, it's a little bit scary because you, you know what to expect. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But, but also you don't because <laughs> from what I hear, babies are different. Uh, pregnancy <laughs> is different. Births are different. So yeah. 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 That's true. That is so true. But, um, definitely doing some things differently this time around uh, whenever that happens. So yeah, it was, it was a ride. <laughs> there we were. 
Yeah. 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 That's really cool. So did, I forget, did you move after you moved after you had your son? Yeah. Um, it was about eight months. So oh, okay. yeah, we, we, it was just the two of us in Buffalo. We didn't have any family around and we, I finished up with my nutritional therapy practitioner program mid May, I think on a Sunday that following Thursday, we moved in with my parents. And then a month and a half after that, we moved into our home. So it was the craziest summer ever, I think. But yeah, yeah, but we did it. You know, you just, you just do what you have to do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. People always say like, I don't know how you did it. And it's like, well, you do it. <laughs> exactly. Head down, get it done. I'm glad I didn't have to. We were, we, we were pretty settled. We, um, moved in we ripped out our kitchen like everything was ready by the time we had the baby and I'm like okay that's good because I don't think I I just wouldn't have wanted to deal with one more thing yeah oh my gosh I believe it (laughs) so okay awesome well yeah I think I think we gave people a good idea of what we're all about and what this podcast is going to be about. And we're really excited with connecting with all of you, hearing what questions you have. Um, and I just know there's, there's a lot out there of like what, what you were saying, Marissa, about how the care providers kind of see you for, for five minutes and you're on your way. Like it's, again, I think it's around that they're checking for something that's wrong and if they don't find it, you're good and cool. Like figure the rest out on your own. So uh, we're kind of here to be there for the rest of that. Like if you want to hear about different birthing options or, or nutrition options, and we're just going to put all that out there and give more information about it. So yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. Well, have an awesome week and I will talk to you later. Yay! Email us your questions at nourishedandnurturing at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at nourishedandnurturing. You can find more from me, Marissa, at confidentlybalanced.com. And you can find more from me, Michelle, on Instagram at Michelle Taggy. Please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you liked what you heard and share it with a friend. We look forward to talking to you next week.